This is What Book Hooked You. I'm Brock Shelley, and thanks for listening. This week, I talked to Shannon Smart, who is the debut author of Witches Steeped in Gold, coming out on April 20th from Harper Teen. And Shannon and I kind of get through kind of the festival that really solidified things for her when writing this story and how the story was developed and some of the inspiration she's gotten along the way from other books and things. Uh, so great conversation. Was happy to speak with Shannon. So listen in. So Shannon, what book hooked you? I thought long and hard about this. Um, and I read mainly whatever my parents and my older brothers read. I'm a girl of five, the only girl, the only daughter. And so I had a lot of hand-me-downs from mm. my older siblings. Um, and one of those hand-me-downs that I actively sought out for myself when I reached an age where I was picking my own books was definitely the point horror set. I um, loved the mystery element in those books. And it's definitely something that permeates my current writing now. Um, the thrill of the chase and the questions that the various authors would establish in that series of books um, is definitely something that's reminiscent of who I am or reminiscent of my childhood and definitely something that informed who I have become. But I read like, I read whatever my parents mm. were reading, whatever I could smuggle off their bookshelves. So um, like Memoirs of a Geisha, A Child Called It, um, Northern Lights, a vast array of genres and definitely some books I shouldn't have been reading <laughs> when I was like 10 or 11. Um, but um, but definitely the point horror ones stand out the most to me. And they're YA as well. And my debut is a YA. So those for sure um, hooked me into this gig that I have entered. Great. Now, point horror, it doesn't ring a bell for me. Maybe it's not something we have in the States where it's not as big. But what can you tell me about them to kind of familiarize uh, me with what what was kind of those books tended to be about? So they're like the Goosebumps books. Okay. Um, they had like all different types, lots of different authors. One of the authors was um, Richie Tankley Cusick. I hope I'm not messing that up horribly. I'm really bad with names. Um, but they're books like The Mall, The Nightmare Hall series. They all follow like a girl who meets a hot guy and he's trouble and there's someone dies and they have to figure out what's happening. So The Mall is probably my favorite book in the point horror collection and it follows this girl who works in a mall and she's stalked by this guy who works there it's like a little phantom of the opera-esque with all these secret tunnels um in the mall and she kind of has to navigate this guy but they're all different there's like the beach the babysitter halloween um and they all kind of follow the same format but they're written by different authors and i just love those growing up um even though they were like really formulaic <laughs> all the same but with different characters transposed into it great and so between the point horror books and the books that you were taking from your parents did was reading was reading like a very active part of your life was it something you did to kind of you said you were the only girl to escape 
all the ruckus that may have occurred uh, mm-hmm. in a house full of boys or what. So what role did reading play in your life? Um, reading was definitely a form of escape. I mean, initially, it was definitely just something I did. Like Both my parents read um, voraciously, so I didn't know any different. It was like you books were always in my house like my dad always had an open book um splayed on the arm of the chair that he used to like sit in so it was it was just part of the course but um definitely I would get in trouble for reading like you've got chores to do mm. why are you reading I'd like um be in the bathroom cleaning my teeth and I'd have a book in my hand and at one point my mum actually banned me from bringing books <laughs> into our family bathroom so I hid them underneath like the um the unit that we had under our thing, I had some books under there so I could go in and be like, you know, I'm just going to clean my teeth. I don't have anything with me. And then I'd slide the book out from underneath the the shelf and read. (laughs) Um, So yeah, escape, but also just kind of second nature. I didn't know Mm. a life without books, if that makes sense. Sure. And so at what point did you have the idea that you wanted to be a writer? You wanted to create your own stories? So because reading was like second nature, I didn't really think about writing. And I always enjoyed English in school. So my mom is an English teacher and um, I loved English. I loved reading. I loved um, the comprehension tasks, discussing books. So it was just it was just a thing I did, like playing sports or whatever else, playing instruments. Um, And then I read the Twilight series and well, I was like 15 and I read those I remember instead of studying for my mock exams and um, I couldn't believe that Stephanie Meyer had built this world from a dream yeah. I like chased down everything I could possibly find about her from big into researching things and I read all her interviews and that like really stuck with me I'd always written short stories um like when my parents would go away for various work things and bring back like hotel notepads I would use those to write like little stories on um but it wasn't until I learned about Stephanie Meyer that I was like oh wow there are people behind these books I've been reading and this is actually something I could do for a living like I could write a story I could do what I've always done but with purpose behind it um so yeah 15 Hmm. neglected my mock exams didn't do too badly though (laughs) to read the twilight books and so from that kind of point in your life uh, at age 15 did it did you start taking it serious at that point or did it did the idea that did the dream sort of had to sit with you until you uh, were actively pursuing becoming a writer? I am someone who, if I want to do something, I'm just going to do it. Like I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, you know, I feel like changing my bedroom. So I just started getting to work. It was maybe 6 a.m. I started taking all my clothes out of my closet, putting them in suitcases, and I redecorated. So I at 15 was like hey I want to do this and I started writing at 15 um and it's definitely that kind of like gung-ho all-in attitude that gets me in trouble sometimes and definitely explains why it took me like um many years after deciding to first write a book to actually get published and to realize that hey 
there are craft books for a mm. reason and you can't just fly by the seat of your pants and tweak your sentences the grammar and then just expect this story to like be good there's things fundamentals that you need to learn um so i immediately at 15 started writing i wrote this awful book i think most writers their first um venture is terrible and mine is no different <laughs> it was just so stereotypical it was ah it was just bad um <laughs> but i wrote this 100,000 word chunk um, when I was like 15 to 16 and then I kept tweaking it and kept working on it throughout sixth form we have in England um, two years before you go to university and I kept working on it various iterations as I learned more about craft and myself but no immediately when I decided that I wanted to be a writer I set about doing it. And so what what was the thing that shaped your writing path from that initial 15-year-old that was writing this 100,000-word story to what was, was there a person, was there an advice, was there a book, something that really kind of grounded you as a writer and really kind of maybe opened the door and opened your eyes as to what and how you need to go about doing it? Um, my sixth um, well, my high school English teacher gave me, my year 11 teacher, Mrs. Gilbert, she gave me some really great advice when she read like a piece of creative writing coursework. And then my sixth form um, English literature teacher, Mr. Cousins, he also read my writing and was like, have you entered any competitions? And then he got me a form and told me to enter into this contest. So I did that. And each of those experiences shaped um the journey I was on made me step back and look at my work not just as something fun like oh wow you've written this story um to put more of a critical hat on and then I um attended some writing festivals which I highly recommend if um if, if that's something that you can get to so I went to the Winchester Writing Festival and I had an agent one-to-one and before you go to these um, things, you submit your work to the agents. And I sent my work in and then this agent emailed me and I was so excited. I'd never had like positive feedback, even though I had the, well, obviously I had the audacity to send out that terrible book, if you can believe it. Um, and this agent was really excited about my book and wanted me to send her the full thing beyond the um, initial chapters that I was asked to submit. And then we met in person and I was telling her about, this is Witches Deep in Gold, it's the very first iteration. And I was telling her about this book and I was saying that I, I have this idea. And then she gave me some really fantastic feedback, telling me the things that I was doing wrong and telling me the things I was doing right and giving me, and she gave me the encouragement to like take a huge leap of faith in the storytelling of this um, project and that was like in 2017 and then I got into pitch wars and my experience is different to um, most people's because I didn't do the showcase like I had to completely rewrite my book so I didn't do the showcase but my um, community the community that I um, am part of still to this day um, gave a lot of fantastic advice they recommended craft books they recommended um, sort of 
methods to structure stories that I hadn't used before. I'd used like other books and based my structure on the structure that I was able to glean from those books. But seeing the written advice from these various books like The Anatomy of Story or Save the Cat were really instrumental in making me take a look at those problem areas that agent had called me out on and other areas that I, I hadn't necessarily learned the theory behind and to just step back and to really be critical about how I was telling the story. It's all fun and games to write a draft by the seat mm-hmm. of your pants. I definitely don't do that anymore. Um, but to look at a story as something to be built and something that, while it has rules, um, that you should kind of follow I don't want to be too sort of prescriptive but whilst Mm. it has like a framework that you can that you can use I um I I really I needed that I needed that to help me shape my ideas and um so there were several people who were really fantastic um across this journey a community of people that really helped set me on the path towards getting witches steeped in gold um to sell great well since you brought it up this is it seems like a good time to start talking about so your debut is which is steeped in gold it comes out uh on april the 20th from harper teen so start off by pitching this book for us what what is this book about so which is steeped in gold is like black panther meets game of thrones mm-hmm. and it follows two enemy witches from rival orders who are forced to unite in order to take down a mutual enemy um lots of chaos ensues it's a uh, cat and mouse dynamic and um, the yes, Game of Thrones and Black Panther were really instrumental in helping me form this world. So were those two the initial idea for this book or what was that initial thing that got you thinking about this might be a book, this might be a story I want to tell? So I read lots of YA. I, as I mentioned, I read whatever my parents were reading and whatever was bought for me, I didn't actively go out looking for books until I was in, until I read Twilight and then I wanted more books like that. And then I started looking at things. Um, so I read like Daughter of Smoke and Bone and Angel for all the Angel books that were really popular in like 2013, 14. And then I read... Um, like Falling Kingdoms, I found the Cassandra Clare books, the Mortal Instrument books, Red Queen. And I loved that. Well, I loved YA and I loved the fantasy. I read The Hunger Games. So the um, height of dystopian fiction, Hunger Games, Divergent, all those other books that essentially had the same premise. I read those and I absolutely loved them. And then I fell down a YA rabbit hole. But none of the protagonists in these books I was reading, none of the leading ladies looked like me. So it didn't really occur to me to that I could get away with... Well, I mean, I was writing, but I was kind of writing characters in a very... Um, western world it didn't Mm -hmm. occur to me to write anything jamaican inspired until i read an ember in the ashes and i saw this world that was different these characters that were different and it really gave me the confidence to um set witches in a jamaican inspired world and that coincided with me going to that agent one-to-one at the winchester writers festival and i said to this agent you know I was really thinking about setting this in a Jamaican-inspired world. What do you think? And she was like, oh, my gosh, do it. 
And it was just having that one person kind of co-sign mm-hmm. something that was really different back in 2017. There were, I mean, there aren't a lot of black fantasies now, but there were even less back then. Um, so I I set witches in this Jamaican inspired world. But the initial idea came from a childhood trip to Jamaica. It's like 11 years old, we went for a summer, toured the entire island with my um, my parents and one of my brothers. And we visited Rose Hall, this plantation that was owned by this woman, Annie Palmer. And we went on like a little tour and she'd been married several times and she'd killed all of her husbands using this branch of dark magic um, that she got her slaves to um, to sort of use on her husbands. I was I was 11. I was about to turn 12 (laughs) and I, I was I was absolutely hooked. I mean, I grew up reading point horror, so this kind of creepiness and eldritch um, magic and whimsy was nothing new to me. And I bought the book. This is one of those books I definitely shouldn't have read at such a young age. But I did, and I loved it. I loved that it was dark and twisted, and it was filled with these monsters um, from Jamaican mythology. And I absolutely loved it. And so years after the fact, I turned to I've um, read An Ember in the Ashes, I've read all of these fantasy books and I want to write my own book. I asked myself, what well, what do you want? And I wanted a book with witches. I always loved Sabrina the Teenage Witch growing up. I wanted magic and I wanted um, enemies, um, rivals, unreliable narrators. I'd also read Gone Girl and I was obsessed with Amy Dunn. Um, and I wanted something that encapsulated that or I had when I visited or I felt when I visited Rose Hall in Jamaica and yeah and that's how Witches was born. That's great. So when you how much of the the manuscript that you had at the writing festival 2017 how much of that still exists in this final form of Witches steeped in gold given that you brought in the Jamaican elements and, and just there's, it sounds like there was so much uh, growth that you've done as a writer and, and applied to this book from that time at the festival. I always love getting this question. Um, so there are two notable scenes or sequences from the OG draft that mm-hmm. are still in the final draft today. One of them was in part one of the original draft the other came in one of the later early drafts when i changed it to a jamaican inspired world so because it's witches Mm -hmm. and it was quite western initially they had wands and when i had this chat with this agent she was like people think people see wands and they immediately associate it with harry potter and i was like okay Mm -hmm. fair enough so i was like i'm just going to come up with a new way for magic to be used in my world So then this scene was born from the first Jamaican-inspired draft and it lasted throughout all of the iterations and is now a major scene, a major sequence in the final draft. And with your fantasy story, because there's uh, rules, whether that's the world building, whether that's the magic rules that that you uh, apply to your story, was that something that you established before kind of diving in or was it something you sort of had to learn along the way as you work through the plot and the characters? 
I definitely had to learn those rules along the way. So it always surprises me when anyone says anything kind about the world building because we did so much work on it. I always start drafting with the best intentions. I will research, I will plan, and then I'll get so excited about the story I just have to start writing it. Um, which is was my is my first fantasy. It was the first full blown fantasy I'd ever written. And um, to be totally honest with you, I didn't ever think that I had the imagination to write a fantasy. I didn't think I could make up rules and systems and and build worlds. Um, so it was something I definitely entered cautiously. And I did a lot of research. Brandon Sanderson, thank you very much for your laws of magic um, to help me build this world I knew I wanted the world to feel like a character and I knew that because I I love cutthroat stories um I wanted the magic system to be tough I wanted the rules of the world to demand things from my characters so I had the basics of what I needed but in order to execute those I definitely had to layer in a lot of details I'm a writer who I need to layer in layer things in otherwise i'll get really overwhelmed trying to do everything in one go um so the the magic system the world building the rules to the world and um things characters need and what's available to them it's definitely something that i've had to layer in over time Mm. i'd probably still be layering if my (laughs) editor said you know this is the final round like we need to send this book to print And you mentioned how you didn't see yourself uh, before this book as a fantasy writer. So I'm I'm wondering, what did you see yourself the writer of? What when you were first thinking about and pursuing becoming a writer? What were you writing? I was writing contemporary fantasy, so everything was really safe. The um, places were all inspired by places I've either been to or read about or seen. Um, my characters were all firmly entrenched in a very realistic setting that obviously had magical elements. I actually grew up reading a lot of contemporary um, and I, I absolutely loved it. And then I read Twilight and I looked for more books in that um, genre and I was totally hooked, but I was also intimidated. I didn't think I could ever write something I could make something up. It's really bizarre. Do you Mm. think that these authors have just plucked these ideas out of their heads and they feel so realistic? Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that I could do it. So setting Witches Steeped in Gold in this Western kind of world was also a bit of a cop out. It's like, oh, it's familiar to me, Mm. like playing it safe, I can do this. Um, But the, the world and the story, it just demanded something a little bit richer it demanded something more and it terrified me to do it um but luckily I had or I would go on to accrue people who were in my corner and give great advice and so on and so forth but the fact that my first book is a fantasy isn't a surprise now because I love the genre and I have since I was 15 but if at 15 you told me that I was going to make up this entire world with like mythical beasts and magic systems and you couldn't go there you couldn't drive to this Mm. place and see it because it's not a historical fantasy so if you go to Jamaica or anywhere in the Caribbean and expect to see some of the things in my book you definitely won't I would laugh I would have laughed I would have been like (laughs) no way I couldn't do that so it sounds like while this is your first book you hope to explore other genres and categories as well is that right 
Yeah, so I do have um, another... I have a couple of works in the pipeline. One is a contemporary <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> um, the Younger from Middle Grade, and that comes out, the first book in that series comes out next year. And then I'm working on something that's still true to Witches Steeped in Gold in the sense that has grey characters, it's very twisty, it's unreliable, which that's like my like dark, that's my brand in, mm. in YA, but it's it's contemporary. It's, it's not fantastical at all. Um and that feels it's tough to say if that feels more like me than Witches Steeped in Gold because they they both bear my hallmarks, who mm. I like to think I'm going to be as a writer down the line. Um and it's definitely not been any easier to write actually no it has been refreshing to write and not have to kind of make up magic systems mm-hmm. and um mythical beasts and look for new and in- interesting ways to, to to build worlds in some respects it's been um, a nice change of pace but every book has its struggles and this one is no different it's great well, let's wind things down and let me ask you a few questions as we do. Uh, the first one is, what is your favorite movie that's based on a book? Probably Gone Girl because okay. the it's like pretty close to what's in the mm-hmm. book. And I loved the twisty narrative. I love a thriller aspect to a story, um, having questions and just figuring things out on my own. So that's probably one of my absolute favorites. And even though you said film, can I sh- like sneak in that I'm really excited to see the Shadow and Bone Netflix sure, adaptation? Yes. Ah, it, it looks really true to the books, um, which I loved. I didn't mention though that series, but that series was also something I read before I started writing Witches. And I'm excited about that too. Great. So next question, is there a book or a series you're willing to admit you've either never read or never finished? quite a lot of books oh let me see i didn't finish re- okay so i really loved the skullduggery pleasant series the original nine books i think that's how long it was i read those it's like a an urban sort of contemporary fantasy that starts firmly for middle grade readers but the the protagonist ages up so it definitely becomes more YA and bloodier and with war and battles and whatnot and um, the author announced more books in that series I haven't read those I haven't finished the Percy Jackson Mm. series I loved the first few books and then I just didn't read the rest Um, yeah I haven't finished reading the An Ember in the Ashes series either I read the first book and the series is completed now and I haven't finished that one. And I loved the first book. It's just um, becoming a writer leaves you with less time for reading. Or you're like too exhausted. Or you read things and you ruin them for yourself. Because you study like structure Mm -hmm. and everything. I'm the worst person to sit next to in a movie. Because (laughs) I'll like this person's going to do that. And this person's the bad guy. So yeah, I'm I'm behind on, on reading. Something I'm trying to make up for. Very good. And finally, what is the last great book that you've read? I am in the middle of reading a book that I'm absolutely in love with. It's a thriller. It's um, called The Inheritance Games. Mm. Um, Did you see Knives Out? I have seen Knives Out, yes. Yeah, so it's a little bit like that, um, but with a twist. 
and I'm kind of I'm reading it and I'm like which came first and I was out with the inheritance games I really love for it to be ad- adapted into a television show it's so I, intriguing I think it is actually it uh, is going to be adapted the author uh, she was on a couple months ago and I believe maybe Amazon bought it I'm I'd have to go back and check but I think oh thank think god it works yes so that one I'm loving. I love that I have no idea who who the bad guy is, um, and I'm just doing everything. It's taking it's taking everything <laughs> in me not to skip to the end and see who is responsible. So um, I'm really enjoying that one. Great. Well, Shannon, Witches Steeped in Gold is out on April 20th from Harper Teen. Congratulations, and I wish you and this book all the best. Thank you so much, Brock. And that's all for this episode. I want to thank Shannon for joining me. Again, her debut, Witches Steep in Gold, is out on April the 20th from Harper Teen. Hope you'll check that out. Hope you'll also check out some of the other great authors and books, conversations that I've had here. So check out that feed. And I'm Brock Shelley. And until next time, keep reading.